Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right. This week, we are coming to you from the past. <laughs> We've recorded this like two weeks ago. Yes. Remember when John was sick two weeks ago? Yep. That's the same day. Dude, it's that's We just crazy. recorded the other podcast. We it's... just talked about DuckTales. As you can tell, that's the voice of our third co-host, Josh Fulton. Hi. So he's back with us. This week, we're talking about your name. Hmm. The Japanese anime. We're the, going to review it. The number one Japanese anime in America. Of the world. And I'm not going to dispute that. It's probably my favorite. <laughs> it's amazing. It's interesting, like mm. how, like you were talking about how much this is like grossed in the uh, it, like weeks ago, Chris, on the podcast. You referenced how big of a it's movie a this is, um, and uh, and so like that that is interesting to me. And like and then watching it, I was like, yeah, no, that makes sense. You know, <laughs> <laughs> this movie is objectively very good. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. We're going to talk about that later, but first. The news? N- no, well, kind of. <laughs> We're going to give you some news predictions. Yeah. <laughs> so Because we can't possibly know what's going to happen in two weeks. In the next two weeks, let's go mm. around. We'll give three predictions each <laughs> as to what's going to happen in okay. the next three weeks. It can be anything. <clears throat> I'll start us off. I think the eclipse will have brought about... Some kind of world apocalypse. <laughs> the chaos ensued. Prediction number one. It's fair to say. That's fair. All of the animals looked up at the sun, got blinded, and then afterwards wreaked havoc across the, the entire nation. <laughs> We're probably all three dead. Yep. Or in a bunker somewhere that's yep. just published auto- automatically. Yeah, I was going to say, like, this is like, the, 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 like a time capsule style of time travel. You know, whenever like yeah. you you bury in the ground like some some like random objects from a certain time period, and then you dig it up like years later, and you go, "Whoa, what was life like back then?" Like this is what it's going to be because like this is uh, this is what life was like pre-apocalypse eclipse. Yeah, it's pretty good. I actually so I was reading a story um, a couple weeks ago. Now there's like some construction project in New York. They unearthed like this World War II era bomb. In New York City, when they were oh digging a uh, a foundation for a building, and they were like, "What is this?" They brought in the they evacuated the whole street, brought in the bomb squad, all that kind of stuff. Turned out, it was a time capsule that this bar that used to be <laughs> called something has something to do with like bomb or something like that. They put a time capsule before they closed and put it in the ground. Oh my gosh! Oh my god! In this inside this old <clears throat> bomb that was. <laughs> It was, oh, it wasn't like, didn't have stuff in it anymore. Right. But, but the thing was, it's such a terrible time capsule. Yeah. Because it's not sealed in any way. There's nothing left on the inside. <laughs> it's just ash. <laughs> like, it was all just ashes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what's what's amazing about that is, like, mm-hmm. in, in, like um, in Europe, where places were actually like you know bombed in uh in in world war Two. like they that, that happens like where they actually like unearth like un unexploded bombs all the time and it's like, oh my gosh we gotta you know go and, and dispose of this I, I was thinking to myself i was like how did one end up in new york as you were saying that i was like that's impossible <laughs> like that never I happened i know they find that, find that stuff all the time in like london right <clears throat> that's wild man 
So that's what? two predictions. Wait, what? What was my second prediction? Well, I don't know. I thought your second prediction was that we'd all be dead. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's two predictions. Okay. <laughs> all right. Go go with your first two. Oh, uh, I thought we were doing three at one oh, time. Okay, I'll do three. I'll do a third. Um, Han Solo <laughs> will have been delayed to late 2018. What is that? What was delayed? Han Solo. Han Solo. The Han Solo movie. Mm, mm. It's not coming out this spring. <sighs> I will definitively stand on that as a <laughs> as a real prediction. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay, all right. Uh, prediction number one from me: uh, uh, the the conflicts in the White House will have escalated to a point uh, where uh, we can't even handle it anymore, and so Donald Trump will be replaced by a robot. Mm, robot uh, future. Yep, robot president. Uh, uh, hashtag Rotus. Um, <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, and then um, the Minions 2 movie will be announced. Oh. In conjunction with the Emoji movie 2. Ah. Um, it's a crossover <clears throat> event? Which, yeah, it's like a, it's like a, a pair up. You know how they, they were going to do uh, uh, Men in Black 21 Jump Street mashup at <laughs> yeah. one point, and yeah. then they canned it? This is why, because they were like, no, we're going to do Minions and Emoji Movie. So basically um, what it is, it's it's the story of the emojis in one of the Minions' cell phones, right? Right? Yep. Okay. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. They haven't leaked the script yet. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll know for sure in two weeks. But uh, And then number three, <laughs> Apple will be bought by Google. Cool. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's a big one. Out of, out of left field, Tim Cook, he's just like, you know, I just want to retire <laughs> in the hills. Of uh, San Paulo or wherever he lives. That does sound nice. And he's just like, I just don't care about making watches anymore. So, all right, take it away, Google. John, what are your predictions? My predictions. My first prediction kind of goes off of your last prediction, Chris, um, in that I believe that the uh, Obi Wan Kenobi movie will be officially announced as the next uh, in like in between Star Wars movie, a Star Wars story movie. Um, I feel like it'll be officially announced and it's going to be, like it. it's going to have, um, oh, I can't remember his name. Oh, my, it just escaped Ian me. McGregor. Yeah, as Obi-Wan Kenobi. My second prediction okay. is that the Xbox One X is delayed. I don't think this is going to happen, oh, but it's delayed. You shut your mouth. I know, you... I know, it's... Get behind me, Satan. I knew it was mm. going to be a controversial one, but uh, but I thought I thought I'd state it, state it anyway. Um, Is and other then, rumors that it's going to be delayed? No, no. I don't. I don't no. think it's. I don't. I don't really think it's going to be delayed, guys. I think it. I'm in denial. If it is, it'll come out. Um, Crackdown, which was supposed November, to be November seventh, like, supposed to be the uh, the game that released alongside of it. That's been delayed, but it, like the console yeah. is definitely not being delayed. That's no surprise, though. Yeah, that no, thing not at crap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. yeah. Um, and then my third one is that my, my sickness that I have currently has, <laughs> has, uh, has, has continued and I'm still, I still have like, essentially I'm the, still the same person you, you, you hear before you today. And, uh, my <laughs> voice is just as gravelly, just as, uh, as nasally. And it's all, it's all the same. <laughs> all right. Thanks. <laughs> Oh, this is a fun exercise yeah. in imagination. <laughs> <laughs> exercise. <laughs> yeah, so that wasted about seven minutes. Cool. 
<laughs> we don't really have anything else. Like <laughs> you can't do news. It's, it's, it's yeah, nothing's happened. You can't do news. You can't even do pick of the week because there's nothing to pick. <clears throat> I mean, I gave my pick of the week for the episode two episodes ago. Yeah, I don't right. know what's happening. Hang on, let me look at the calendar. Okay, Destiny two happens next week. Oh, we should talk about that for a second. Hold on, as in like it's happening next, <laughs> like next week, or like as if it's two weeks from now. Okay, it's so happening for two next weeks week. from now, when they are listening to this, it comes out the next, the following week. <laughs> I know, dude. Josh about killed himself I just, just now, dancing. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Su- I'm super pumped. I'm very amped for, um, uh, for Destiny 2, man. When that happens, I'm taking... You're taking like two days off. Three. Three <clears throat> days off. Oh taking three gosh. days off. I'm taking like a day and a half off. I have seven vacation days left, and they reset at the beginning of October. That's insane. Oh, boy. So I still have four days that I have to get rid of. Wow. I don't, I don't even know. That's incredible. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Um, so uh, I'm pretty much going to be playing nothing but that for the foreseeable future. That's right. Until I think the only game that might break me out of it, like I'm, I'll probably, I, I want to play some Call of Duty, but yeah, South Park, <laughs> the fractured but whole, it's true, is the next game probably that I will get deep into. I feel like I feel like it will be, uh, it will be Mario, like by that time. But then again, it's like my Switch and my my Xbox One exist in in vastly different time slots, like and and locations. Like my Switch is basically just a handheld thing, and it. Doesn't interfere with my uh, with my Xbox playing almost at all, and so I don't know if the, yeah. the if that game will really like shake me out of it or if it'll literally just be like, well, whenever I'm in the car, I'm, I, I'll play Mario. But I haven't seen enough to intrigue me about the Mario game <laughs> right now. It just looks weird as yeah. all get out. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody went on the streets of New York and asked <laughs> random people, "Is Mario human?" <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah." And then they showed a picture of him in New Donk City standing next to a human being. And they're like, then what's this guy? And they're like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> just like you saw their like paradigm just shatter. It's like, what is life? It's like we did this with Sonic Adventure, you know, like we yeah, put him in this right. city with other people and that was weird then. Yeah. Well, and you figure like, why are we doing that with Mario? It's kind of a, a Who Framed Roger Rabbit kind of a style setup in, in a way, you know? That makes yeah. sense though, because he's a rabbit. Yeah, he's a cartoon rabbit. There's not like a species of people called a plumber, you know. <laughs> but there are the uh, you know the what, what the mushroom kingdom people, like whatever you would, whatever you would call them. Toads. I don't. I don't know. Like there's toads, and then they're like. I mean, you think about it, like all of that entire world is you know the the main villain Bowser is is a is a giant spiky turtle. So that know. makes sense. If I was a human, there was a giant spiky turtle. He would obviously be my enemy. <laughs> <laughs> spiky turtles are the natural enemies of humans. <laughs> this is this is true. It's called natural selection. It's just the way the world works. So anyway, Destiny. I'm super excited about it. <laughs> the multiplayer, the campaign. Oh, what did you tell me to this week? Oh yeah. So they have uh, over 50 hours of content planned for the campaign. Um, and uh, there is 80 plus missions. Uh, or story uh, story missions, like whether it's like actual story missions or like uh, quests, stuff like that. Um, in fact, during development, apparently they had so much content that you reached level cap before the content was over. And so you were just playing missions for nothing. Like no loot was dropping, nothing. Oh, gosh. You were just, you would reach the, the pinnacle of progression and it was like, okay, so we got to cut some stuff out <laughs> so that there's an end game to this. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, 
the, so that, does that mean loot doesn't drop after you re- reach level cap? Oh, Sorry. I don't know. I don't don't take that as like oh, okay. Concrete loot wasn't dropping. I just I just know that like they were saying they had to cut some story content because people were uh, there was more story than there was progression. Ah, interesting. Interesting. Well, and you figure like that, Either that's way, a natural part of like game development and, and kind of the, the balance at the, probably at the tail end where it's like, Ooh, we gotta, we gotta either make sure there's an extra little bit of development or like delay that development somehow, or make sure there's, you know, cut out some of the unnecessary, um, story stuff, you know, has there been a, like a single player first person shooter that's been that long <sighs> with campaign content? That's like GTA level. Story. But you also wonder, like how, like in, like how much of that will be um, patrols and things like that? Because like they enforce you, even in the later expansions of Destiny One, they would have you go on like patrols, and they would make sure like they were really interesting patrols, and and you know potentially had story infused in them in some way but they were still kind of open world-esque patrols that you that you had to kind of go through to progress the story Um, yeah they might be it sounds like though with destiny 2 they've they're making things a little more intentional where it's not like hey go run the same patrol 10 times right it's like they go into those what do they call them dark zones or something not dark zones Uh, lost sectors lost sectors yeah yeah i imagine they're counting some of that stuff too yeah yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm yeah. I'm so excited for this game because Destiny One was such a large part of uh, of the last like three or four years. Um, I guess it's been three years at this point. Three years, three years, and yep. uh, and so Destiny Two. I'm excited to see what the next iteration holds. Yep. All right. So that's what we're looking forward to. We'll have some kind of uh, first impressions next week. Yep. Now let's review your name. Hmm. All right, so where do we want to start with this, guys? Uh, okay, well, maybe a little backstory on what this is. Yes. Because probably a lot of people don't know about it. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's a Japanese animated film, an anime, if you will. Um, and uh, it is currently the highest grossing anime of all time in Japan. Um, it beat out, I think, Princess Mononoke, uh, which is a... Hao Miyazaki film, uh, Studio Ghibli. Um, so it beat that out, and uh, and that's not just hype. Like it is actually a really intriguing movie. On the surface, it's a Freaky Friday teen body swap comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you start to watch it, I mean, that's only the first act of the movie. Yeah. Uh, the next two acts go into some crazy stuff. Um, and just really deep mythology and really deep, um, incredibly well done storytelling tactics. Um, but basically you have, uh, a teenage girl named Mitsuha and a teenage boy named Taki. Taki lives in Tokyo. Mitsuha lives in a village, uh, outside of Tokyo. And, uh, uh, every so often they wake up in each other's bodies and they, uh, every time they do, they don't have a lot of memory of it happening before. So it's always kind of this fresh experience. Yeah. Um, and it, it happened a couple times, and it started happening more and more frequently. And then it was pretty much like every other day, they're switching places uh, and getting to know each other's lives. Um, and then uh, towards the end of the first act, or maybe kind of somewhere in the middle of the second act, 
an event happens that kind of throws a wrench in this whole situation and yeah. sends Taki on this mission to find Mitsuha in real life. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that's basically what the movie is about. And uh, it has a crazy twist in it where you're just like, oh, my gosh, this movie is on a whole other level. Um, and it's beautiful, beautiful uh, animation, beautiful backgrounds, uh, beautiful shots, some really great uh, culture building with Mitsuha's like religion and stuff like that. It's it's really uh, really interesting. Yeah. So like it's interesting visually. Like any you could take almost any of the like the shots and the frames from this thing, and like print it off, hang it on the wall. Like it's it's that gorgeous. <laughs> you know, and it's yep. and, and a lot of the that that style and and it's an interesting merging of kind of. Uh, what appears to be kind of hand-drawn stuff with some like some computer animation, but it, like it meshes together really, really well um, in unexpected ways, like really nice colors and everything. So visually, this thing is just stunning. Um, yep. Non-spoilery, like right off the bat, whenever I I kind of started watching this, it took me a minute to get into it um, because of the the whole like you mentioned, like uh, on the surface level, it's kind of got a, uh, a like you said a Freaky Friday kind of a premise, and it's like if it had just stayed there and been kind of like goofy and quirky and like gone into like the uh, the the kind of um, Freaky Friday antics of of you know, what we've seen before, I would have, I would have been bored, but like, it totally didn't, it didn't stay there. It, it, it definitely, um, progressed and changed. And like that, that all of the kind of antics that you would have were, were confined to like the first, I don't know, like 20 minutes, 15 minutes of this thing. And it's like, and there were numerous times where I was like, Oh, that's funny. And like, I would laugh out loud. And like, it's, it's got this kind of, uh, kind of, cool humor between their relationship of those characters and so like as i kind yeah. of kept watching it, i was uh, getting more and more invested in the story um especially whenever we enter into like the second third act like i was absolutely right there so yeah i love i love the uh well the animation the animation is like whenever whenever we first <clears throat> saw it that's the first thing that like stuck with me like hit me first i'm like man like this is so good looking yeah like it's insane um and then, yeah, the humor is nothing like even right off the bat, you know, like there's humor between her and her sister and there's humor like with him and his friends mm -hmm. or, you know, him and his right. friends. Like when they're switched. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so like, you know, I, it, it kept me engaged, you know, it didn't yeah. make this. I mean, because it's some of it gets pretty emotional and pretty heavy. Oh, gosh. I like yeah. going there. Yeah. Um, but the humor humor keeps it. Um, I don't know. It just just gives it a. A, a point to relate to if you're not if this isn't hitting you this mm -hmm. will yeah. yeah well and it's interesting also like they didn't they didn't do um they didn't do anything that was like super cliche or anything like either with the humor like i, I appreciated the fact that like there wasn't any like overt like oh man you know this is way different because uh because he's actually a boy or, or or she's actually or i guess he's actually a girl or she, he's <laughs> she's actually a boy you know it's like they didn't do anything like weird gender stuff uh with it um and i like i was like i like that's the kind of the low-hanging fruit that you see a lot of times in 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 movies yeah. whenever you have things like this and it, they didn't mm -hmm. really do any of that and I, I i very much enjoyed um the fact that they didn't they didn't approach it in a uh in a kind of just 
stereotypical trope kind of way. They kind of went at it from a different angle. And it was like, that's, that's, it was a really cool thing. You get to know these characters as individuals and they're kind of super unique. And, and I liked the fact that, you know, whenever they're swapping a lot of times, like they set down the ground rules and they tell you what some of those are. And like that whole sequence there, that kind of montage of like time passing and them getting to know each other's lives and get invested yeah. in each other's lives and friendships and relationships. And then what liberties mm-hmm. they would take with those relationships uh on on the other side of things you know is 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 really interesting as well and the fact that they got into it thinking both of them that hell this is just a dream and so i can you know it's like let me just go with it go with the flow of this dream and the fact that we kind of ease our way into that it really helps out like you're like oh well this this makes this makes it feel a little bit less awkward or, or a little less weird or something like that. Like it was, it's uh, it's definitely done in such a way that makes you connect with the characters and you really get invested in them pretty quickly. Yeah. I, I like the music. Um, <laughs> it's very Japanese. It's very Japanese. <laughs> so like, if you like, if you like early two thousands, like, punk rock music <laughs> you're gonna like a lot of these songs yeah, yeah the, the whole score was done by this japanese like punk band called rad wimps nice and so like uh a lot of the like the moments where there's just music like it'll have lyrics and somebody will be yeah. singing but it opens up with basically a music video yeah kind of like you, if you see james bond it has like clips of things to come and like different kinds of like you know stylized character introductions and stuff like that and it has this kind of like music video intro that's just like this crazy yep. like pop punk like you know <laughs> thing. Yeah. and even in the middle of that montage when they're going back and forth and it's doing all the like oh, time-lapse yeah. photography of the city and yeah. like just it's just like it's so funny because it's like that's just that's that kind of music is still very popular over there apparently i had so. forgotten um later on there's that one song with that like guitar like crazy guitar <laughs> like it's like a 80s hair band kind yeah. of guitar and I'm like what is happening right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> but by the end like it's it's super like cohesive yeah yeah and within its own like world it doesn't sound yeah. out of place you know especially whenever you get to the by the time you get to the end you know they're bringing themes back yeah yeah and, you know, like, it's very emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, like, that that montage at the beginning where it kind of sets it up, that was the moment where I was like, ooh, I was like, I don't know if, it, like, if it's going to be like this the whole time, you know, but then it, it quickly, like, moves away from that story-wise. But, like, that was the moment where I was like, ooh, this is very much, like, Japanese. And it was awesome. Like, I, I liked later on, I, w- I was appreciative of that montage, that that kind of music video kind of moment, because, like, I would, I would recognize and be like, oh, man, this is that same imagery of that, but I... I, I now have context for it. And so like it being mm-hmm. foreshadowed throughout this music video thing, it was it's just this cool, cool delivery system um, yeah. for a lot of that kind of uh, that, that foreshadowing. So very cool. I say, I say, see this oh, movie. Yeah, if you are Absolutely. a movie fan, see this movie. Yeah. It's hot. Like, yeah, totally. And I would say um, at first I wanted to see the dubbed version and I'm glad I didn't like yeah. re- watch the subtitled version. Yeah. Because Agreed. I feel like, there's a lot of emotion in there, mm-hmm. and yeah, it just feels better. A lot of times, American actors like they're there's a lot of things in Japanese that are implied through uh, context, visual context. So a lot of their language is implied through visual things that are happening around them, and so uh, they have very simplified sentences and simplified phrases and stuff like that. And so when you translate it into English. A lot of the American actors are trying to convey that through their voice, and it comes off as like super cheesy and over the top. Mm. Um, 
And so I haven't, I haven't even seen the dubbed version, but I would imagine it might be a little more corny. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Where this, you really get, you get the performance from the original actors and then you can interpret the words on the screen and kind of project that onto the emotions you're seeing. Yeah. So. Mm. Well, and it's never it's never too busy. Um, I thought like whenever I was I was reading the subtitles, yeah. like yeah. it never it never got to the point where I was like, oh my goodness, what is this? I have to pause and rewind or anything. Like it was always I was able to to kind of fully uh, soak in what was going on on the screen as well as as follow along reading wise. So it was uh, yeah. it was a really good subtitle version. Yeah. All right. So the spoiler clock. It is a winding down, and we're gonna spoil this movie. And, uh, and it's going to happen in about five, four, three, two, one. Throw out a spoiler. They live in different times. <laughs> Which was Dude, interesting. That's the most mind-blowing part. Yeah. And you're like, by the time, whenever you realize it, you're like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I They're body swapping it. across time. <clears throat> and that was like... So, yeah, it's... Uh, so that part of it like was super interesting to me because like I, I don't know how but somebody spoiled that for me a little bit. I don't know remember when that was, but I was like, "I ah, I think I remember that that being that being the case." But like the fact that it was like they're they're doing it across time, but it's not like the lake house or something where it's like way across time or anything, you know? It's it, it's <laughs> <Lake> it's <house. laughs> it's literally uh it's literally like where it's just 3 years. And so like it makes it makes yeah. sense um in in the that way and like so then it gets even weirder like where it's like not only do you have like freaky friday mixed with the lake house but then like you insert the whole like the timeline is changing situation and then like literally their yeah. memories of each other uh have, like literally erase twice in the entire movie um like it happens two times which is crazy um and i and yeah. the way that that was delivered was was also pretty heartbreaking <clears throat> yeah. well, what's amazing to me is like how much like whenever, whenever they're staying on that crater at the end, you know, mm -hmm. and, and they're talking to each other, like how much like you're just invested emotionally in their relationship mm -hmm. and like how just like sad that is yeah. at that moment. Cause yeah, I mean, she's basically dead Yeah, and he's talking to her and, you know, saying like, I love you. Like, you know, I, I came to find you. Like I, I tried to come save you and your family. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and then, and then yeah. dude, and then they hit you with the freaking gut punch, with with her disappearing, yeah, right as she's writing on his hand, and then just does a jump cut and she's gone, and you're just like, everything's terrible in life. Yeah. Well, like <laughs> it's I, so, I, everything's sad. I laughed <laughs> at first, like I was like that, like it's such a such a jarring kind of hard cut where she just disappears, the music cuts, and it, and all of it, and the pen drops to the ground, and I was like that, like I was so surprised, I didn't expect that. And, um, yeah. and especially not delivered in that way. And I, I like chuckled for a second. Then I like the realization came crashing down where I was like, wait a second. No, this is not, that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I and watched then, like, it with my wife. I watched it with my wife recently and she, I'd already seen it, but I watched it again with her. And it, every time you, somebody watches that for the first time, it's an audible reaction. It's just like, it's a total gut punch to your emotions. And my wife was just like, oh God. <laughs> oh god <laughs> what just happened yeah yeah well and then like and then the, the idea of like they were writing their names on their hands right and then later yeah. on whenever she like looks at her hand it, like trying to like oh he, you know the, his name's gonna be here she unfolds it and it says i love you and she she literally says 
that doesn't help me at all right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I think that's what's, I mean, that's part of what's so amazing. heartbreaking. I love is, that. Like, they can't even remember each other's name. Right. Like that's like the most basic information about someone. Yeah. They cannot remember. Yeah. And it, so I've watched it three times now because I watched it again to prepare for this, but like, uh, there's so much, uh, foreshadowing at the beginning because uh, it opens up with her basically at the train station yeah. giving him the the cord, yep, mm-hmm. the string, um, <clears throat> which doesn't happen until like the middle of the third act. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and uh, well, they brush over it and then they come back to it. Yep, and it's just it's so out of order the way they show everything, but I I love just being able to like piece it all together in my mind and see oh I see how that where this goes and how this fits in. Yeah. Um, and and I think it it does so well at like, and I don't even know how they do it, but it, it just like there's just moments in this movie like the, the gut punch is one of them with the whole disappearing thing and the pen dropping. But even the when um, uh, Taki is in Mitsuha's body and they go to the shrine god's mm-hmm. uh, statue, right? Yep. And they're hiking up the hill and he's carrying the grandma, and uh, and they keep talking about their religion and they're explaining, you know, what, uh, Misubi is, which is like the connection Mm -hmm. of, of everybody through time and stuff like that. And talking about how that works and basically giving like exposition on the entire religion that they live their life by, which I was just blown away at how well that they did that. Um, but then they keep saying all these things and, and Taki as Mitsuha is like, keeps questioning, like, wait, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Mm -hmm. And at one point, uh, he looks at the grandma and the grandma looks at her and says, and, and she says, Mitsuha, are you, are you dreaming? And like, and then all of a sudden he wakes up as Taki and he's got tears coming out of his eyes mm-hmm. and you're just like, holy crap. Like the grandma knows what's going on. <laughs> what's happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, it just takes it to a whole nother level. And you're just like, holy crap. This is like a. This movie's not just some freaky Friday switch. It's it's like a crazy in-depth cultural like study on loss and redemption. And you're just like, holy crap, man, yeah. where did this movie come from? Well, there's and so it many also points has, in like, this that are oh, go ahead, sorry. It also has like in the in those moments, like the weight of being responsible for like almost half of someone else's life at that point is 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 yeah. clear on both characters where um yeah. where where he says something about like I have to you know doing this for her like he he basically and while he's in her body there he basically says this is super important to her and so I have to do this for her. like this is yeah. this is something that I have to take seriously you know because it's it's not not me like this isn't isn't me doing this and so I like that, that responsibility of like um you know sure it's fun to like to play around with with each other's lives and you know write on each other's you know faces and be like yeah, don't do this anymore or whatever but it's like there there is that real aspect of it that they they make clear in moments like that where it's like man they this is serious. Like there are things in yeah. life that it's like this is this is serious, and it's, it it has to do with far more than just you. So, and I think they show show both sides of it too, because like uh, times where they get it right, we're like, okay, yeah, I'm trying to relate, and I'm you know going to the shrine with her grandmother and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's also like whenever she, um, she sets up that date for Taki, yeah, and like that was a good like that was something that she didn't necessarily line up with line up with him mm-hmm. like 
um, he didn't really want that to happen necessarily, and it didn't, wasn't really even a good fit, right? You know, right. and but in her mm. mind, it was, yeah, and it, there was just some incompatibility there, yeah. And showing both sides of that is pretty complex, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think like there are so many like human points in this, you know, like whenever, um. Like whenever he's he's going through to all these places and like talking to these people and trying to like figure out okay where is this town where is she yeah that kind of stuff like it's did you see Lion it reminds no, me I haven't of, seen that yet so it reminds me of a piece of Lion yeah um, but it's like it's very just like real like there's just mm-hmm. like this thing that you lost you have to find and like his friends are like supporting him but they don't really like understand yeah you know like that's super crazy and cool um, you go to like. You know, there's all, all the humor in the first part, uh, but then like the the plan that she hatches with her friends and he hatches like mm-hmm. to, to save the town or save the people of the town, right? Yeah, is pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's really. I love the whole thing where she sets up the date uh, for Taki, and but she's she's using it to so that she'll know where Taki is. And yeah. then she can go find him because yeah. she goes to Tokyo that day. They don't show it. Right. They come back to it later. But I love, I remember watching that in the theater and, and basically like she's on the bridge. Uh, or no, no, no. It doesn't show her on the bridge. It shows Taki on the bridge. Yep. And he, and he, uh, he's kind of internal monologuing. He says, she told me to text her when the comet is in the sky. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that's a metaphor for something. Mm-hmm. Right. And so then he texts. And or he calls and the number doesn't exist anymore. But as the as he's making the call, it cuts to her phone, and she picks up. But it's it's Teshi and her friends yeah, right. talking. And I remember in the theaters being like, "Wait, what is going on? Why is it daytime for her and nighttime for him? Why when he calls, it's a disconnected number, but she picks up? Like, what is going on?" And then it, like it goes back. And shows you what her plan was and what she intended to do, and that's actually when she gave him the cord. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you're just like, and it, like the whole third act, like it all starts coming together, and you're just like, mm-hmm. "Holy crap! Yeah. I was not prepared for this. Like, I was not prepared for a movie this deep." Yeah, and that's the um, emotional, like the emotional moment, like that we were talking about before as well, where where she's standing there on the subway with him, where she just kind of happens into him from three years in the past, and yeah. he doesn't recognize her, and she's like. I mean, it's it's like, man, what if what if you, what what if you uh, went back in time three years before, like you met somebody, and like you have this relationship and you have this rapport and you have all this stuff yep. on your side of things, but on the other side, like it's that's a heartbreaking situation right there. And then you compound yeah. that with them being crammed together, like literally physical proximity to each other on the uh, the subway. And I thought that was a genius setup there too, where it's just like, man, this is this is heartbreaking and also really real at the same time. Yeah, they're yeah. so like they're so close, <laughs> but so far away. Yeah, right. <laughs> so far away. Uh, I have to talk about one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. When Taki goes to the Shrine God, he finally finds where the Shrine God is. He goes to the Shrine God statue. He drinks her uh, sake that she mm-hmm. made. Right. And he slips and falls, and he has this vision, and it's all done in kind of like crayon almost. Like they change mm-hmm. the animation. It go it like bump up the frame rate to like a full 24 frames per second. And it's this one like continuous thing that's just constantly going, showing it shows the comet, and the comet turns into her braid. 
And then he's holding part of the braid and it's connected to her as she's formed as a baby. And then she's born and he sees her mother pass away and the dad leave the priesthood and he sees it all happen. And all of a sudden, like, I feel like that's when he realizes the weight of the situation. Like he realizes, uh, not only do I have to save her, but now I love her. Like, mm-hmm. like the, this is like the stakes just went up like a bajillion times. And mm-hmm. I just love the way that they did that. I even remember in the theater just watching that happen and just being like, oh my gosh, the way that this is coming together, like you're, you're praying that they don't screw it up. Like you're mm-hmm. just praying that this movie ends well because it's going so well. <laughs> like yeah. it's just, it's going so good. You're just like, please don't mess it up in the last bit. And, uh, and I just love that how they chose to do that whole sequence and how that leads straight into them on top of the crater, on the edge of the crater, and they have that moment together where mm-hmm. they finally get to meet. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they end up knowing each other so intimately. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, it's, it's unique. I don't, I don't know what other movie really illustrates that, that this well. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only real criticisms that I have. I only have two criticisms. I'm not sure they're full criticisms because of what you're talking about. Because like this relationship between those two characters is is the core of the movie. Like the movie isn't about anything else. Um, but from a storyline perspective, the whole like uh, saving the town situation um, that was a little less clear than I wanted it to be because I mean the timing on all of it. Like whenever you see initially the the town get destroyed through her eyes the first time. Um, before uh, Taki goes back in time and, and all of this stuff uh, and meets her there on the uh, on the the volcano top, but it's it that moment where she sees the 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 comet break apart and then destroy the town. It was a very fast kind of a thing, and mm-hmm. uh, whereas like whenever it finally happened in the end, there was enough time for the entire town to evacuate. Uh, from there to the school and so like that the kind of logistics and the timing on all that like it was it was a little strange and distracting on on that side of things in the end of the second act where they're trying to save the town the save the town act i would i would call that um yeah i think they in in the hopes of kind of keeping us in the dark about whether he accomplished it or not they kind of cheat by making a time jump in between uh because the last thing you see before the comet hits is mitsuha as herself go in and and confront her dad one last time and you see teshi confront his dad and uh i don't know if it was his dad or just another officer or something and you don't know if they've convinced them or not and then the comet hits right and i think there's a time jump there that they don't show just for the sake of keeping us in the dark. And mm-hmm. then they explain it in all the news stuff later. Yeah. Uh, so it's not, I, I agree with you that that part is a little confusing. Um, and I don't think that's probably, wasn't the best way to display that. I mean, it, but it worked. I mean, again, like you have to kind of, in my mind, I was like, well, that's a criticism. And that's like, I was confused about that at the time. And I still like, I thought about it after the fact. And it's like, you, you kind of don't want those weird lingering logistical questions in an emotional movie but at the same time it did serve the purpose of like well the story is all about them and that made it the reveal at the tail end the uh the end of the 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 movie there act three where like you don't know if she's alive or not and then all of a sudden you realize that she is and so it made that more emotional so again i don't know if it's a full-on like criticism or if it's just like that's just how it had to be um to me like like 
without that, then I don't know how you necessarily experience that sense of loss. Right. Like, yeah, if she's dead, dead. Yeah. Right. <laughs> He's she's dead, you know, and like she's and gone. he doesn't remember her. Yeah. And and I really liked. I did really. I mean, yeah, the execution was a little weird, but I liked the lead up to it because it just like adds this extra layer of tension. Like, not only are they they trying to find each other, but now there's this this time limit on it, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, like I remember, like so when they're <laughs> like, especially the first time I watched it, it was like, where where is she? Where, like, is she, does she have enough time? Yeah. I feel like she's about to get hit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's meteors coming down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it's Did you say you had another one? The only other criticism that I had, and I, I, I don't, again, I don't know if it's a full criticism because it's a unique way to deliver the story, um, is the fact that, like, we keep talking about this thing in, in three distinct acts. And so the yeah. only other criticism is that they feel so tonally and like purpose wise different. But again, I don't know if I mind that because there are like, there's an element of like, um, like graphic novelness to this, like where sometimes graphic novels will have, okay, so this is the, this is the chapter about this thing or with this tone. And this is the chapter about this thing with this tone. So like this thing is, is in a few different parts where you have the kind of the first act, which is them getting to know each other with the, the, you know, freaky Friday body swapping type of a thing. And then the second act is the, like I said, save the town kind of thing. Um, and then the third act is let's bring like, let's, let's get the, you know, the love story and, finally make this connection. Um, yeah. And so like, I mean, I, again, I don't know that I really mind it, but it's like the humor was pretty much all, all kind of put into the first act. And like, there were funny moments later on, but there was like a lot of it way early on. Um, and then the second act was very like serious and like, Oh, to this, this kind of mind bendy kind of uh, stuff. And then the third act was all, you know, relationship love story. And so I, I don't mind it necessarily, but it was something that I was like, that is a really unique and interesting way to tell this story. And it's like, I'm, it does kind of make it seem like three different things, but as I mean, opposed to one full I'm okay whole, with it. But. Like, you think about any Tarantino movie, it's divided up into acts, and most of the time he calls them out with text. <laughs> yeah, you know? that's a good point. Um, yeah. And so, like, it's... And I think that like, he's one of the best directors alive today. And, you know, like, I don't know. I'm a, I, don't, I don't see any problem with it, really. Yeah. Any other Any other thoughts? I love this movie. It's a good movie, it man. It's really good. It's, it's, it's one, one of my favorite movies of the year. It's one of my, my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. I, I, would, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone needs to see it. Is it out right now on Blu-ray? Uh, it comes out on Blu-ray uh, at the end of this month. Okay. It yeah. is a little pricey because it's an import. End of what month? Uh, <laughs> August. Sorry. So it might be out. <laughs> it might be out by the time this airs. I think it's the 24th fourth or something that timing might work out perfectly <laughs> so yeah so that's it, it is out by it's the time out. this goes up it's out yeah yeah so you can go on amazon i think the cheapest uh is like 50 or 60 dollars um and that's purely because it's it's imported yeah but it'll have it'll have the the sub english subtitles on it and stuff totally you can it. pre-order it right now in our I w- time I wonder if it'll be available digitally eventually that would be great like an iTunes thing. I don't know yeah. why it wouldn't be. I want to. I want a 4K release. Japan got a 4K release. Wow. Um, I don't think the U.S. is getting one though. Ah. Can we just import it? Can we just fly over there ourselves? and grab one? Yeah. 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 I don't know. <laughs> I think you can actually buy 
it and it's uh, I think it's one hundred and twenty dollars. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I looked it up. Wow! All right. So, <laughs> but it is region free, so it'll work. <laughs> so we want to rate this thing. Let's do it. All right, go for it. All right, I've said before I don't give out tens. Right? <laughs> is this the exception? <clears throat> no, no, I don't give out tens. Okay. This is a nine point nine. Wow. Wow. Is a 9.9. As so, close as you can get. So th- yeah. in my mind, though, that means that you rate things on a 9.9 scale. <laughs> no, I rate them on a 10 that will never be achieved. <laughs> oh, All right, John, what do you say? I'll give it a 10. It's a 10. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 10. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love it, dude. I love it. Uh, that's my thing is like, why, why does the number 10 exist if you don't ever use it? And it's like, well, if you want to use it, use it. Um, so I would rate this thing uh, a solid a solid nine. Um, and it's like, I, I would have to watch it again before I would put it up to a 9.5, but it might go up, up higher than a nine. But uh, nine is, uh, is where I'm at right now with it. So the way I operate in my life. Is going to live in the 10 Hall of Fame with a uh, hot rod and... Uh... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I I have I have a lot, lot of tens. Yeah, you do. <laughs> like Incredibles, ten. Hot Rod, ten. School of Rock, ten. I gotta I gotta think of some more. I would say um, only Incredibles name. in my mind in that list is up up at the ten. Maybe Listen, Hot Rod. This is Rod my is list. Close. You shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I can have a list of tens. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, we need to do an episode um, on your name. on your list of tens, Chris. Huh? We need to have an episode about your list of tens. We should. <laughs> Chris's top tens. That'd be amazing. Well, I, I, yeah, we should. The top actually. ten tens. That'd be amazing. That'd be great. All right, this is a ten. It's a ten. Woo! Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, so next week we will give our first impressions of Destiny. Mm. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Um, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Pick it up. Play with us. Yeah. See what you think too. Um, Bungie did not pay me to say that. <laughs> You can find us online at stayingtargetpodcast.com, on Twitter at chrisite 250 And JohnWright777. And Fultron84. Please go to your podcast service of choice. Review us. Subscribe to us. Tell all your friends about us and that we are the best podcast in town. <laughs> you got to hear the hot new podcast in town? <laughs> it's called Stay on Target. Oh, and, it's, and it's not no uh, specific towns. It's just... Whatever town yeah. you're in, whatever it's the town best you're one in. in that town. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> guaranteed. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, I think that's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.